This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, well, the winter bluster might have come and gone overnight, but uh, let's just say there are still storm clouds on the horizon, but figuratively speaking. Now we get to uh, understand that, I guess, uh, based on a tweet from Norman Spector, uh, who wasn't he the head of the RCMP for a while? Uh, they're conducting preliminary uh, preliminary investigation in the wake of Jody Wilson-Raybould's testimony. They say they've begun to seize phones, Blackberries, and are citing the criminal code, uh, Section 139. As I understand it, I believe that's obstruction of justice. So, uh, on that matter, as we cut into Hour 2 of the Oakley Show on a great day for talk radio, our panel is standing by, uh, ready to discuss various topics worthy of discussion. This one seems to be the preeminent one. And for that reason, we've got Andrew Shear joining us, the leader of the official opposition. Mr. Shear, good to have you back in the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, and thanks for having me back on the show. Well, you know, I've got to ask you about this uh, that was just handed me, that there's uh, the RCMP, according to some inside sources, conducting a preliminary investigation in the wake of the testimony of Jody Wilson-Raybould yesterday, beginning to seize phones, blackberries, and they're citing the criminal codes, Section 139. I believe that's obstruction. What do you hear? What do you know? Uh, well, I, I know that uh, I believe that there is sufficient grounds to conduct an investigation. I wrote the RCMP a letter just a few hours ago uh, citing the very sections of the criminal code that are now being uh, referenced in, in these reports, and that is uh, attempting to interfere with uh, with the course of justice and, and threatening and intimidating those who are tasked with with, with carrying out their functions as, as legal officials. Uh, so I believe that this is a, a, a positive development, if true. I, I, we have called on Justin Trudeau in the previous weeks to take steps to preserve records, to prevent uh, emails from being deleted and, and documents from being destroyed. Uh, I have to remind uh, your listeners that Gerald Butts, when he was involved in the Ontario uh, government, there was that gas plant scandal where it was shown that documents and evidence was destroyed uh, before an investigation could be uh, called. So that's why uh, we hope that uh, that hasn't happened here. We called on the government to take those steps. Uh, but obviously we're happy if, if the RCMP are uh, starting an investigation. So you believe then that the Prime Minister's behavior or that of uh, the certain Liberal cadre involved and named, I guess, 11 in total by Jody Wilson-Raybould yesterday, uh, their behavior meets the standard for obstruction of justice? I do. I I listened to her testimony very carefully. Uh, She spoke about uh, an unwanted, sustained and coordinated effort to get her to interfere in a criminal court case. Uh, that, that's unprecedented. We have to remind ourselves and remember that it, the, the decision to grant a special deal to SNC-Lavalin is not the Prime Minister's to make. It's not the government of Canada's to make. Uh, this is a tool that has been given to the Director of Public Prosecutions, and she has to decide in her independent capacity as to whether or not SNC-Lavalin qualifies for it. And once Ms. Wilson-Raybould informed Justin Trudeau that was the case, that it would be inappropriate to continue to put pressure on her. Uh, she asked him to stop. Trudeau didn't stop, nor did his staff stop. And now we know that at least other ministers, such as Bill Morneau, they continue to try to get her to do something which she had already advised them 
was illegal. To me, that certainly meets the, t- the test. Obviously, I'm not the judge and jury here. Uh, if it goes before court, a judge will make that determination. But I certainly do believe that there's enough grounds for the RCMP to start an investigation. Well, once that prosecutorial ship had sailed, uh, it, it's my understanding under Section 139 uh, that they could not implore uh, the Justice Minister or the Attorney General to uh, try to intervene uh, for the sake of economic benefit, which means, and they're still continuing on with this mantra of our interest was to protect Canadian jobs, that that shouldn't even weigh into the equation if I understand the legality correctly. Well, you are right, and, and this is this is what is so mind-boggling here, is that the Liberals themselves wrote this law. Uh, this was the law that they wrote last year in their omnibus budget bill. They were the ones that decided what criteria could and could not be considered in granting these types of special agreements. Uh, and when they didn't get the answer they liked, even under their new system, they went to work and, and tried to pressure Ms. Wilson-Rayleigh into overstepping the balance of the law. I don't believe for a minute the jobs were the motivation here. We now know from testimony that it was political considerations. Uh, clear testimony that the Prime Minister said that there was an election in Quebec. The clerk of the Privy Council, someone who's supposed to be an independent civil servant, uh, talking about electoral consequences in Quebec and also a shareholder meeting with the board. I mean, where does where would Michael Warnick, the clerk of the Privy Council, have uh, as an interest a board meeting with a company facing bribery and corruption charges? How did he even know that this board meeting was happening? The links between this company and the Liberal Party of Canada, and now Michael Warnick as clerk of the Privy Council, is very alarming. And as Canadians, we don't want to live in a country. We can't let the Liberals turn this country into a place where the rich and powerful lobbyists and, and corporations with insider friends get let off the hook. Again, with Andrew Shear, leader of the official opposition on the whole issue dealing with SNC-Lavalin, Jody Wilson-Raybould's testimony yesterday, as compelling as it was, uh, do you believe it constitutes a smoking gun, or would you need hard and fast evidence, the, the likes of which I guess is being speculated that the RCMP is in the throes of investigating right now, or gathering? Well, I do believe that it's ultimately up to the RCMP to determine if there's a base. I do believe that that we that we're there, uh, but I recognize the fact that that I'm not the the RCMP. I'm not a, a someone who'll make that final determination. Uh, I I drew the attention to this situation to the RCMP, and I know that others have made similar calls. Uh, to me, the smoking gun. Yes, the testimony was explosive, absolutely. But the smoking gun in all this is the fact that she lost her job. They. She stood up to them and said, no, I won't do what you're asking me to do. And remember, she said that she was doing this to protect Justin Trudeau. She indicated that she strongly advised him against continuing to do this for his own sake. When he didn't get the answer he wanted, he removed her. And the new Minister of Justice, David Lemeny, the new Attorney General, has been quite open about his uh, willingness to do what she wouldn't do, and that is to step into an ongoing court proceeding. That, to me, is the proof point that, 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 that we can never forget. It wasn't just that this happened a year ago and now it's coming to light. This is an ongoing open question. And when she wouldn't cave, they moved her. And now they have someone who will do what they wanted her to do, uh, what she wouldn't do. And that, to me, is the proof point that is required to prove that there was obstruction here. Hmm. By the way, uh, you know, the Prime Minister and others have suggested that, you know, the process should play out, and uh, they're, I guess, trusting in the uh, investigation with the Justice Committee as well as the Ethics Commissioner. Not good enough for you? 
Not at all. Not at all. Uh, first of all, the Justice Committee is controlled by the Liberal Party. They have a majority on that committee. They have already voted down our attempts to get certain witnesses to appear. Uh, so they have a great deal of control about what can and cannot be said. They even moved an extraordinary motion to have all discussions about who would come and testify to be held in camera, meaning in secret, with no television camera, with, a, with no transcript, where members of the committee are even prevented from speaking about it outside of Parliament. Uh, then when it comes to the ethics commissioner, this is a complete smokescreen. This is so phony. I can't believe that the Liberals have the audacity to continue pointing to it. The ethics commissioner has a very narrow mandate. He can really only look at whether or not a, a public office holder has a personal interest in a decision of vote or a piece of legislation. In fact, it says right in the, the, the scope of the ethics commissioner, it specifically excludes allegations of crimi- criminal wrongdoing. Uh, that, but the Liberals know that. They also know, Justin Trudeau also knows that the ethics commissioner investigation is conducted behind closed doors when his own illegal investigation, sorry, his illegal vacation was being investigated. It took Mr. Trudeau months to even meet with the ethics commissioner. So this is a, a, a punting play of, uh, you know, buying time, kicking this way down the field. It's not good enough. We need a public inquiry. We need an RCMP investigation. And quite frankly, we need Justin Trudeau to do the right thing and to resign. Again, with Andrew Scheer, leader of the official opposition. My understanding is there's an emergency debate tonight in the House of Commons over this matter. Uh, what's the point or purpose? By the way, will you be attending? Uh, I will. I, I have some pre-existing engagements tonight, uh, but our caucus asked for it uh, precisely because uh, we need to get to the bottom of this. We need to have more time to analyze uh, Ms. Wilson-Raybould's testimony. The the fact of the matter is Justin Trudeau skipped out on question period today. I was there, uh, my caucus was there, the NDP members were there. Uh, the day after the explosive testimony for Justin Trudeau to run and hide and run away from questions in the House of Commons is completely unacceptable. And that's another reason why we're asking for the emergency debate tonight, uh, to allow members of Parliament to, to, to really challenge the Liberal MPs. And I guess this would be uh, an important message I would like to leave with Liberal members of Parliament. They have the power to do the right thing here. Is it acceptable to Liberal MPs that their leader now is being accused of very serious crimes? Justin Trudeau, the leader of the Liberal Party, uh, now has cast a pall and a taint over the entire Liberal Party, every Liberal MP. They can do the right thing here. They can take steps to remove him as leader of their party and give this uh, government an opportunity to reset and go into an election with them, having had the air cleared on this. If they don't, then to me that message is that liberals are satisfied with putting up with a certain amount of corruption. Should we anticipate, say, the weekend newspapers coming out Saturday, you know, the Globe and Mail, National Post, Star, and so on and so forth, that there might be in certain dailies <laughs> positive uh, arguments to be made for how Justin Trudeau, Bill Morneau, and the rest responded to Josie, Jody Wilson-Raybould? I mean, that was uh, as much intimated by Katie Telford, who said uh, we can always get our friends to uh, plant op-ed pieces in the various media. What was your reaction when you heard that? It was very disgusting. I was, I was just completely disgusted to see Katie Telford, uh, who is chief of staff in, in the highest office of this land, uh, in such a, a cynical, partisan way saying, don't worry about breaking the law. We'll just get enough friendly organizations and stakeholders to justify it. Uh, so, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some 
some columns, you know, we've already seen some uh, uh, liberal-friendly columnist, uh, Heather Malik in the Toronto Star, telling us all, before Jody Wilson Raybould testified, telling us all why we should believe the clerk of the Privy Council, or Justin Trudeau uh, is above reproach. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw more of that, but I think Canadians should know that quite likely it's an orchestrated attempt by Liberal Party operatives to try to blunt the damage that's been done to them. But I think we're well past that. I think Canadians have seen Justin Trudeau now for three weeks, acting like someone who definitely has something to hide, who had to be dragged kicking and screaming into allowing Ms. Wilson-Raybould to testify. And we haven't even spoken about the fact that there still is more to be said. Ms. Wilson-Raybould told committees yesterday that there are still relevant facts that happened after she was removed as Attorney General uh, that she believes would shed more light onto the motivations as to why she lost her job. And Justin Trudeau refuses to waive that privilege as well. So I think Canadians are seeing Justin Trudeau for what he is. He's a phony. He's fake. He's broken the trust. He says things that aren't true, all in a desperate bid to protect the only job he really cares about, his own. Is there any uh, thought given to maybe making overtures to Jody Wilson-Raybould to cross the floor? You know, we, we haven't even contemplated that. Uh, as we're not looking at this through a partisan lens. This is really about upholding the integrity of our rule of law, our justice system. As Ms. Wilson Raybould herself indicated, she ran as a liberal. She is a liberal. Uh, she shouldn't have to quit caucus, quite frankly. No member of parliament should have to leave uh, a party, leave a caucus for doing the right thing. If anything, if liberal members of parliament had to choose between protecting Justin Trudeau and protecting Ms. Wilson-Raybould, I know if I were in that caucus, who I would choose, and it wouldn't be the guy who's been on TV saying things that aren't true, desperately trying to cover up his own actions, using the power of his office to interfere in a court case to protect his well-connected friends. Uh, I know where my choice would be. Well, it's riven the party anyway. Uh, interesting, and uh, obviously this is only going to uh, take on... Uh, I guess, a greater impact and wallop going forward. I'm sure we'll speak on some occasion then. Uh, Andrew Shear, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure to chat. Thank you. Andrew Shear, leader of the official opposition. <laughs> They're having a field day. The other question, of course, is uh, when the government comes along and decides maybe tomorrow they're going to put forth this bill to uh, grant pardons uh, to all of those who have criminal convictions for pot possession, is that one of those uh, distraction plays here? Another arrow in the quiver that says, uh, oh, Canadians, you know, since the legalization of pot was a big winner, uh, granting pardons could be another feather in our cap before we recess for three weeks. Uh, let's play that hand. We'll see how the panel feels about that. They're going to join us next. Topics worthy of discussion. It's one such of the larger uh, whole affair, the ordeal surrounding Jody Wilson-Raybould, SNC-Lavalin, the Prime Minister at Hall. Uh, we'll get to that next on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.